The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Today's message concludes a sermon preached by Elder Mike Ivey on May 14, 2022, which was the occasion of the ordination of Elder John Morgan Owens. We began yesterday looking at our view of Christ. We saw that there were some Greek Jews that came to the apostles in the 12th chapter of John with a desire to see Jesus. As we conclude the message today, we learn that our view of Christ is paramount in our dealings with the troubles of this present world. If we've ever felt stressed out, downcast, discouraged, or discontent, it's probably because we don't have the proper view of Christ. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
um, second chapter, and let, let's just go over and look at the second chapter uh, very quickly, if we might. In, um, in chapter 2, <clears throat> he begins, and, and um, uh, let's back up to um, verse 7 of chapter 2. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou coveredest him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection unto him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not all things put under him, but we see Jesus. In other words, he says he put all things under him, but our experience in the present life is not uh, everything is under him. In other words, everything in fact is under him, but that's not our perception right now. <clears throat> what I believe the writer is alluding to there is that um, um, uh, God put death, hell, and the grave under Christ, made them subjective to him, that he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave, but we still feel, face um, death in the grave. We still face that. And so from our perspective, because we still have the specter of our own deaths and we still see other people dying and going into the grave and their bodies remaining in the grave and we understand the decomposition that takes place in that, um, from our perspective, it doesn't appear that all things are under him, but in fact they are. In fact they are. And that's the point that he's making here. He says, even though um, it doesn't appear to us in our own experience that all things have been put under his feet, in fact, all things are under his feet. Do you see that? That's the way we're to see Jesus. That's the way. And so he says, but we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste um, death for every man. And what he's saying is, while we may not in our own personal experience with our loved ones and even with our own failing human condition, while we may by our personal experience uh, not see Jesus having everything under his feet, um, in fact, he tasted death for us um, and uh, having tasted it, um, he survived. He's alive. And that's how we're to see Jesus. <clears throat> that we are not to view the specter of our own deaths um, from the perspective of uh, how the world see death and um, what scientific um, expression of death or definition of death might be, um, but rather the truth of the matter is um, that our comprehension of death should be um, from the viewpoint of Jesus Christ and the way that we have that viewpoint is to see him as the victor over death. Amen. As to see him as the victor over death. Now, I want to go one more place. <clears throat> if you would... Um, turn with me to uh, John chapter 14. And in John chapter 14, the Savior um, presents a tension 
In other words, uh, he, he presents to us um, something that is a, a concern to us, something that uh, we experience and that we struggle with, a tension um, in, in our thinking of Jesus appropriately, of seeing Jesus as um, he has declared he ought to be seen. And he says in verse 19, Yet for a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And so he's saying that um, this view of him is not a view that's shared by the world. Do you see that? Okay. That ought to tell us something. What that ought to tell us is where we're um, uh, getting, uh, from where we're getting our perspective. If I live in fear of death, then I have the perspective of the world and I'm not seeing Jesus. If I live as the Apostle Paul did when he spoke of his um, service to the Lord and said, um, uh, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. <clears throat> That's the seeing Jesus per perspective. What Paul was saying, and, and he said, you know, um, the, the dilemma for me is not uh, whether I take the perspective of the world or the perspective of Christ. The dilemma for me is having the perspective of Christ. Uh, the world isn't nearly so important to me. Living in this world isn't nearly so important. He said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. He said, for I um, desire to go and be with the Lord. But it's more needful for your sake um, that I remain. And then he goes on and says, so that uh, whether I live or die, I serve the Lord. Whether I live or die, I serve the Lord. <clears throat> and that's the we see Jesus perspective. <clears throat> that um, regardless of the circumstance we find ourselves in, um, we um, live Christ. We, uh, we um, live Christ by embracing, first of all, the reality of his resurrected glory. Um, and in that resurrected glory, the promise of his second coming when he will glorify us and conform us to his image by raising us from the dead. Amen. We, um, we um, live Christ. Um, when we uh, uh, take the, the courage of Christ, if you will, um, and have a confidence in God um, so that when we look at ourselves and, and must confess, as Jesus testified, that with men, uh, many things are impossible. <clears throat> but with God, all things are possible. And so um, when we conform our will to the will of God, uh, we tap into not simply the possibility of God, but the reality of God for our own lives. We experience the realness of God um, in any circumstance of life, um, by, um, and that uh, realness of God gives us a perspective. That's what he was talking about when he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. The mind of Christ was the mind of a servant. 
The mind of Christ was the mind of one um, who served the Father and sought the glory of the Father. The mind of Christ was the mind of one who made, uh, did not uh, go about doing things in order to establish a name for himself, uh, but did what the Father would have him do to the glory of the Father. <clears throat> so um, that is the mindset that we are to have uh, that gives us the view of Christ in any circumstance of our lives. And the Apostle Paul said when we have that view, we have something of great value where the quality of life is, is concerned. <clears throat> you know, the doctrines of grace um, in composition um, present to us both the moral quality and the glory of the moral quality of God. Okay, his moral qualities where justice is concerned um, and the glory of that moral quality that he's able to be merciful and just at the same time. <clears throat> and in being merciful and just, um, he is a God of great compassion. And our articles of faith um, explain that. You know, that, that's what the articles of faith are about. The reason that we say the word of God is the only rule of faith and practice is because the word of God is the only in, in, uh, uh, inspired writings of God. God inspired writings. And so they stand as the standard by which all other concepts of morality uh, must be judged. <clears throat> and so he made upon of himself no reputation, but took on the form of a servant. And Paul said, <clears throat> concerning this servitude, the same Paul that said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death, speaking about the human condition and the struggle um, of humanity because of the curse of sin apart from Christ, <clears throat> that um, that the best human beings can do for themselves um, uh, without the blessings of God <clears throat> is to um, uh, deny their wretchedness um, and amuse themselves so that they don't, um, uh, to dull its effect on them. <clears throat> but they can't remove the wretchedness. And they can't remove the reality of the wretchedness and they're not able to 24-7 deny the wretchedness and amuse themselves to distract themselves from the wretchedness. So the wretchedness is always, it's the wolf at the door all the time. The wretchedness is the wolf at the door. But he went on and he said, but I thank God. <clears throat> but I thank God. Through who? Through Jesus Christ. Paul was saying, my view of Jesus Christ allows me <clears throat> to live a life of thankfulness <clears throat> despite the struggle with sin, rather than um, living a life of wretchedness in the which I keep trying to hold the effects of sin at bay, and they keep creeping closer and closer and getting more and more in my life. He said, I can be thankful. And here's what the thankfulness does, okay? I want you to think about this 
in terms of the last couple of years in the COVID pandemic. Paul said, whether I abound or whether I'm abased, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. I would submit to you this morning that if the overarching emotional perspective in your life is something other than contentment, and in my life, is something other than contentment, it's because there's something wrong with my view of Jesus. God bless you and thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com that's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.